When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very good morning to you, Marlins Nation. What a win it was yesterday and a long, long day at Truist Park as the Marlins beat the Braves 5-4. They score five runs in the ninth inning. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. All right, you want to dive into a comeback. Let's dive into a comeback. A five-run, six-hit, top of the ninth inning for the Miami Marlins on this chilly and overcast rainy Thursday afternoon in Atlanta propels the Marlins to a 5-4 win over the Atlanta Braves. This is the 10th inning show, and it's a happy one. The Marlins have snapped a four-game losing streak. They are back to 500 at 13-13 this season, and holy Toledo does the entire mood of this ball club change as we head back home for a date with the Chicago Cubs tomorrow night at Lone Depot Park. For the Marlins this afternoon, five runs, 11 hits, one error, seven men left on base. For the Atlanta Braves, four runs, five hits, no errors. They leave five men on base. A.J. Puck is your winner. A.J. Minter is your loser. Dylan Floro collects his first save of the season for the Marlins. This ball game started at 12.20 this afternoon. It ends at 5.55. We had a three-hour and one-minute rain delay. The total game time in front of 32,196 on a 57-degree overcast day here in Atlanta was 2 hours and 34 minutes. As we break this ball game down for you this afternoon, the delay threw everything off. After three innings, a torrential downpour came for about a minute. They put the tarp on the field and said, that's enough. We sat here until 4.05 until until the, uh, the ball game resumed. The Braves got four in the bottom of the fifth. All the highlights coming up in just a minute. And the Marlins, out of the clouds, folks, get five in the top of the ninth inning. Unbelievable effort this afternoon from this offense who was down and out all day long. They had the leadoff man on base in the first five innings. They could not do anything. And then just out of nowhere in the ninth inning. I mean, A.J. Minter's not been good for the Braves. He's the one that blows it. Chavez allowed the massive two-out, two-run double to Garrett Cooper. Holy cow. I mean, what a winning effort for the Marlins. I mean, it's not easy to sweep a team, but the Marlins were just on the verge of just putting their tail right between their legs and whimpering back to Miami. And they found the guts to say it ain't happening today, and they beat the Braves 5-4. to four, So I suppose uh, let's take a listen to all the highlights from this game today. We'll pick it up in the bottom of the fifth inning. After a three-hour and one-minute rain delay, we were scoreless through three. Neither side scored coming out of the delay in the fourth. The Marlins got nothing in the top of the fifth, but the Braves got a whole lot in the bottom of the fifth inning. In the ballgame for the Marlins was Matt Barnes. He walked Sean Murphy. He allowed a single to Von Grissom. And Eddie Rosario had himself a single. Let's take a listen. Eddie Rosario gave the, uh, well, Rosario's single loaded the bases in the fifth inning for the center fielder, Kevin Pillar. Murphy's at third, Grissom's at second, Rosario's at first, and the next offering is inside ball four. He walked in a run. A four-pitch walk to Kevin Pillar. 
Murphy will trot home from third, and the Atlanta Braves have a 1-0 lead. And they were far from done in the fifth. The next man to bat was the catcher, Chadwick Trump. 1-0. Here's a swing of the line, drive into left field, sinking fast to the base hit. One run will score. Washington's going to put the brakes and give the red light to Rosario at third. Grissom scores from third. It's an RBI single for Chadwick Trump. And now it's 2-0 Atlanta. And after Barnes allowed the RBI single with nobody out to Chadwick Trump, the next man to bat was Ronald Acuna Jr. Acuna's batting. They're loaded. Nobody out. 2-0 Atlanta. Bottom five. Here's the pitch. Here he swings and hits it back up the middle. It's stabbed and snagged by a rise. A flip to second. Everybody's safe. Everybody is safe. Another run scores for the Atlanta Braves. It's three to nothing. Miscommunication out there at the bag at second. And that ended the day for Matt Barnes. Stephen Okert came in, and the first man that he had an opportunity to face was the lefty first baseman, Matt Olson. So three runs are in. Here's the pitch to Olsen. He swings and dribbles it towards third. This is going to play to another run. Segura picks up the baseball, drops it, picks it back up, steps on the bag at third for the first out here in the fifth inning, but another run is home. It's four to nothing. That was a four-run bottom of the fifth inning for the Marlins, and uh, that puppy stood all the way until the ninth inning this afternoon. But to get you to the ninth, Colin McHugh tossed a scoreless fourth. Dylan Lee tossed a scoreless fifth. Kirby Yates tossed a scoreless sixth. Nick Anderson tossed a scoreless eighth. Yeah, McHugh in the fourth, Lee in the fifth, Yates in the sixth, Anderson in the uh, seventh into the eighth. Right, okay, I got it there. Um, okay, and for the Marlins on the other side, Stephen Okert came on in the fifth inning. He worked an inning. Devin Smeltzer, who was really good today, he allowed a hit, a walk, and two strikeouts. Uh, Smeltzer, two scoreless innings. A.J. Puck pitched a perfect eighth inning. And all of this took us to the top of the ninth inning this afternoon. A.J. Minter came on for the Atlanta Braves. The first man that he faced was Luis Arise, and he hit, punched a single through the left side. He then faced Jorge Soler, pinch hitting for Jesus Sanchez, who struck out swinging. Then after a double by Gene Segura, there were runners at second and third with one out in the top of the ninth inning for Yuli Gurriel. Olsen way off the bag at first, 1-1. Here's a swing of the line, drive hit hard, right field. Acuna started in, now he's going back. It's going to get over his head and bang off the wall. And slamming on the brakes at first base is Gurriel. Coming in to score from third is Luis Arise, but the tying run is coming to bat here at the top of the ninth inning. It wasn't going to be that easy. Somebody wasn't going to hit the ball out of the yard, but the Marlins find a way to get it done this afternoon. After the Gurriel RBI single, Nick Fortes struck out swinging, and the Marlins were down to their final out this afternoon. They were down, but they weren't out. After Nick Fortes, the batter cold off the bench, replacing Garrett Hampson, was Avi Garcia. Here's the 0-1 pitch from Minter. There goes the runner from first. Here's a swing of the line drive into left field. And the base hit for Garcia. Going first to third is Yuli Gurriel. Off the bench, Garcia's got an RBI base knock here for the ninth. The Marlins are inching closer. Everybody trades places on the base paths. Now it's 4-2. to two. John Birdie pinch ran for Avi Garcia. He was at first. There with two outs in the ninth inning. Garcia with the RBI single. 
Then up came the top of the order. Jazz Chisholm Jr. had a chance to keep this thing alive. 1-0. Jazz today is 0 for 3. Here's the 1-0 pitch. He swings and lines it down the right field line, headed towards the corner. It's cut off by Acuna. One run is in to score. Birdie goes first, the third. That's the third run for the Marlins here at the top of the ninth inning. Now the tying run is 90 feet away, and Brian Snitker has got to come out and get A.J. Minter. The Marlins are one more hit away from tying this ball game in the top of the ninth inning. They are fighting. So Minter was done after he allows the RBI base knock to Jazz Chisholm Jr. They needed one more big hitch. Jesse Chavez came in from the bullpen for Atlanta. He was doing everything that he could to possibly hold on and send Atlanta to New York happy. He couldn't because the man that he got to face was the veteran designated hitter, Garrett Cooper. Marlins are down to their final strike. 2-2 pitch, hit in the air, right center field. Acuna's on the run. He's not going to get there. This ball's in the alley, rolling all the way to the wall in right center field. Garrett Cooper, a massive two-run, two-out double in the top of the ninth inning. The Miami Marlins have come all the way back down four. They've got a 5-4 lead. The Braves have blown a four-run lead here in the ninth. Holy cow, Garrett Cooper. When trailing after eight innings this season, the Miami Marlins were 0 for 12. They score five runs in the top of the ninth inning, and they upend the Atlanta Braves this afternoon. In the bottom of the ninth inning, it was up to Dylan Floro. He got Rosario. He got Pilar. And the last man he needed to get this afternoon was the switch-hitting pinch hitter, Andre Andreanza. And now the Marlins are a strike away from leveling their season record right back to 500 at 13 and 13. Floral looks towards the skies. He comes set. Here's the 2-2 pitch. It's over. Called strike three. The Marlins down four in the ninth. Come all the way back to win it. Dylan Floro puts the finishing touches on his first save of the season. We got ourselves a happy flight going back to Miami. Heck of a day for the Marlins. I think we've been on the air for over six hours now, but it's all worth it at the end of the day when the Marlins beat the Braves 5-4. to four. Again, totals from you from this ball game today. Oh, no, by the way, first and foremost, Garrett Cooper's massive hit there with the ninth inning. That was our drive of the game today. It was brought to you by Alligator Alley Harley-Davidson and the Palm Beach Harley-Davidson dealership, Florida's number one new Harley value dealer group. Hack of a ball game for the Marlins here today. They beat the Atlanta Braves 5-4, five runs, 11 hits for the Marlins, four runs, five hits for the Atlanta Braves. The winning pitcher this afternoon is A.J. Puck. He improves the 2-0. A.J. Minter is the loser. He falls to 1-3. and three. Dylan Floral with his first save of the season for the Marlins. He pitched a perfect bottom of the ninth inning for Miami here today. Pitching-wise for the Marlins this afternoon, they strike out 10 Atlanta Braves. That means that $250 will be donated to AutoNation Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Dry Pink Initiative. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. What did we learn? We learned that this team is absolutely resilient. It started with a Yuli Gurriel single, an Avi Garcia pinch hit single, a Jazz Chisholm single, and a Garrett Cooper double. And it just shows the resiliency of this team. Every excuse on a getaway day to pack it in. You're down 4 nothing in the ninth inning against a Braves team that has absolutely whooped your can the last few days. Absolutely resilient effort from the Miami Marlins. All right, let's head down to Skip 
Skip Schumacher and hear what he had to say yesterday following the 5-4 to four comeback win over the Atlanta Braves. Let's see, a three-hour delay, big comeback win in the ninth, just how you drew it up, isn't it? Yeah, weird day all around, um, but definitely nice to pull out a win there, kind of stole a win, um, and nice to get on the plane after a long game like that with a win. What does that say just about the resiliency of this team, down 4 nothing against a really good team on the doorsteps of being swept in a four-game series? Yeah, we talked about that a lot, the resiliency, and it just... Um, it, the guys are happy. I can hear them <laughs> yeah. in the clubhouse. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, they've never, you know, really given up. And we've, we've had a, some comeback wins already this year early on, which just kind of shows you what kind of team we have. Um, you know, and we've lost some heartbreakers, but we've won some uh, good ones late. Um, and and it's, that's, that's, it's a big deal in that clubhouse when you can uh, steal some wins and um, just big hit after big hit late. Uh, just an exciting win. Uh, Floro getting that instant chance at redemption to close out in the ninth after you guys get believe to see him be able to bounce back. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, that's what you want to do. You want to get those guys right back out there. Um, you knew that Flo was was itching to get back out there as well, and you know you don't want them to when your when your dudes or when your guys to sit sit on a, a game like that uh, yesterday too long. You want to get them back out there and show that you trust them and you still want them out there and. He uh, did a heck of a job um, throwing strikes, you know, one, two, three, and and close out the ninth. So it was perfect. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see Cunha up either. Puck originally went out there. What was sort of was there miscommunication? Or? Yeah, I I said good job, you're done. Um, and it's partly my fault. I didn't give him a handshake. I gave him a fist pump, and I handshake. That usually means you're done, and I fist pumped, and I think he took it as I'm not done yet. Um, so I already called flow in the game. Um, Puck wanted the ninth, I think, again. Um, but that, so that's that was the it. So I already called in flow. I wanted flow in the game. Um, uh, so that was just a little. It was my fault. I should have shook his hand and not fist pumped. Uh, the fifth inning. Just what did you see happen? Happen in there? Yeah, I thought there's. Um, he Barnsley fell behind some some hitters. Uh, n- not not a lot of first strikes. Um, walked some guys, and then um, you know the air uh, obviously at the middle. Good play, but you know uh, tough play. Um, yeah, the air and, um, you know, Dela maybe, you know, he could have that one back. He probably goes and tries to grab that one. Um, but, you know, that's that's what happens. Just, you know, some walks and Barnsley threw a great inning before. Um, just didn't throw strikes at that uh, next inning. Kind of alluded to it earlier, just seventh inning or later, I think top three in batting average. What are you seeing later in the games, the approach or at-bats from your guys? I think they'd tell you they'd like to have it earlier in the game and uh, not face closers and back-end guys, but... Uh, we'll take the win. There's no doubt about it. But you know, we'd like to get after the starter, and it's not a, a lack of game planning or um, any sort of that. It's just you know we haven't gotten after the starter uh, that much this year so far, and um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good recipe when you just go after the eighth and ninth inning guys. Um, a win's a win, but uh, you know we'd like to attack the starter earlier than than what we've been doing. I just even going back to what twenty lesson. 24 hours ago just the emotions of like the heartbreaking loss juxtapose it with this one just to end the road trip this way especially how it started and then the middle part and now yeah you got pros in there um and you know cooper had a tough day uh and then comes with two strikes and um maybe a call that was he didn't like before that too and still really mentally strong there and uh drives the ball the other way and um jazz big hit off off a lefty and so I just thought that, you know, the, the bats overall, Minter's not easy to hit off of. Um, left, right, whatever, Avi off the bench, big hit. 
Um, again, our, our bench players have been the guys that were on the bench that day, I should say, have come up big and ready to play and ready to contribute. And um, But Cooper really stood out to me because he didn't have the series probably that he's he wanted or the game that he wanted. And credit to him that he just he takes one at bat at a time and trusts the process, doesn't get too down on himself and came up huge right there. And um, so against a, a veteran pitcher out there in Chavez, too. So it was uh just a, a good overall team win, but um, credit to those guys late in the in, uh, leverage situations. Before the delay, Braxton, three really good innings. Obviously, would have hoped for him to be able to do more, but what did you see out of him? Yeah, three really strong innings. He just keeps getting better and better. His pitch-making ability and uh, is is as good as anybody's on our team. And um, he's starting to command the uh, his curveball on both sides of the plate. Um, changeup was good and fastball was um, you know both sides of the plate and when you're doing that it's just he I just feel like there's he has so much confidence and he we talk about guys who don't scare he does not scare and a guy that's throwing um, you know 90 91 miles an hour and, and it's it's like he's throwing 95 the way he um, acts out there which I love and um, again he's not afraid of anybody and he hit tax and um, that's why it's fun to play behind just just your thoughts on Devin Smelser this week Cleveland four innings uh, this series and then today just your thoughts on after the first two appearances were kind of tough against Philadelphia and San Francisco yeah he's come up huge he has had he's open for us um, we've put him in different roles different positions and um, you know after you're right after that Philly series he's come up uh, with a bunch of zeros and um, it's exactly what we need out of that out of um, that role because he kept us in the game again and so when you have the guys in the back of your bullpen or even in the middle of your bullpen um, that could give us a chance to win the game late. That's what happens. If Smeltz gives up a couple runs right there, that game's over. We're buried. Um, but, you know, we are in kind of that slam range. Um, you know, you feel like you have a chance. And um, so I've, I've heard from many of my managers before, just keep it in slam range, keep it in slam range. And um, you kind of just feel like you have a chance when you have that. And, and, and uh, again, credit to those guys to keep us in the game. I was just curious because of the rain, obviously Braxton didn't go as deep as he probably could have. Does that have to change his routine at all leading up to his next start? Or, or how I much? don't think so. I think he, he'll be um, – he would have gone out if it was anything less than like 45 minutes. Um, but, he, no, he feels good. The pitch count was low. I think he's, he's going to be fine. Okay, that was Skip Schumacher. I got a chance to catch up with Yuli Gurriel right after the game yesterday. Here's what he had to say. And also shout out, as always, to our translator, Louis. All right, Kyle, thank you very much. We're here with Yuli Gurriel. You started this rally in the ninth inning. Uh, was there a different feel for the ninth? I mean, what, what a comeback here tonight. Tú empezaste esta racha en el noveno inning. ¿Qué diferencia? ¿Cómo se sintió ese noveno inning? ¿Qué te sentía todo? Bueno, es verdad que es difícil, ¿no? Todo el mundo sabe que el noveno inning es con el cerrador y es muy difícil regresar. Pero bueno, me gustó mucho que este equipo no se dio por vencido. Eh, hemos venido trabajando mucho en octavo, noveno inning, y verdad que hay que darle mucho crédito al equipo hoy. Yeah, you know, we know it's a, it's a, it's a difficult inning with a closer, but, you know, this team didn't give up. Uh, we were trying to come back on the eighth, and we were able to do it at, nine, at the ninth inning. This was a long day. I mean, it, it, losing the first three, we have the delay. You guys get down here early on. What does it say about this team that you're able to come back late in the ninth? Ha sido un día largo, o sea, con, con la, la, la pausa que tuvieron, todo el día larguísimo. ¿Qué, no, ¿Qué habla de este equipo de que tiene esa paciencia y esa perseverancia de regresar? Es muy difícil un día como hoy, no, no, no poder que uno se le vaya el enfoque del partido, ya que se ha atrasado demasiado. Pero bueno, esto habla mucho de este equipo, ¿no? 
que mantuvo la concentración todo el tiempo y verdad que estoy muy contento con hoy. Me gustó mucho lo que vi hoy de este equipo. Yeah, you know, it's, it, with the delays, it's kind of difficult to lose, uh, not lose focus, you know, on the game. But uh, this is something that uh, I saw with the team. Uh, they kept their focus and the perspective of the game. And that, that's something I loved uh, and I saw today from this team. Yuli, I appreciate the time, man. Great job tonight. Thank you, Manuel. Thank you, Julie. All right, we're right back at it tonight. A 6:40 start against the Chicago Cubs. It's going to be Marcus Stroman for Chicago, Jesus Lazardo for Miami. I've got Marlins on deck at 6:10. Make sure to join us as always. Thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.